Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hi, everyone. It's Sunny, and welcome to a new mini series here on We Gotta Talk, the Healthy Skin Series. In these episodes, we'll be talking about what it takes to get good glowing skin. Now, I am a certified beauty and skincare freak, and I know personally that good skin is so much more than skin deep. After experiencing bad acne in my 20s and doing everything from Accutane to antibiotics, I realized it was on me to learn as much as I could about my skin and my health. Thanks to an amazing esthetician and some really hard-earned knowledge, I finally cleared things up. And now it's time to share all of that good info and more with you. In this mini-series, you're going to hear from brand founders, experts in the field of beauty and health, and other people who are making news in the world of beauty and skin. I hope you enjoy these people I interview on this series as much as I've enjoyed talking to them. Now, let's talk healthy skin. So I'm so excited to welcome to the show today, the co-founder of Fortuna Skin, Kim Walls. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. You are most welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for bringing me on. (laughs) I love it. We were just laughing and you guys, I'm laughing because the background that's happening right now, if you're watching this live is different. Producer Rachel is not here to to rein me in technologically, but you can see us and that's the important thing. So Kim, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of your bio. Um, I have some of the products standing by and I just cannot wait to dig into this because this line is um, something that I use regularly. I actually have the oil and the, um, the balm, the beautiful blue balm in my nightstand. So I can't wait. Okay. But everybody who doesn't know anything about Fortuna Skin, let me tell you a little bit about it. So Kim has a background in everything sort of beauty and science related. She studied at the University of California, Santa Barbara, biochemistry, skincare, nutrition for two decades. And she uses her ethnomedical and ethnobotanical experience to help create skincare formulas that really lean into the power of natural beauty. This is a phrase that we hear quite a bit, Kim, these days. Clean beauty this, clean beauty that. As the co-founder of Fortuna Skin, and this is a line that literally comes from the land in Sicily, which is something else we have to talk about as a certified <laughs> uh, Italian, you know, um, fan over here. Um, you guys really lean into this, I feel like, more than most brands. Tell us about the special connection between this line and the land in Sicily. This land is the, it's the heart of what we do. It's an example of everything that's possible when it comes to regenerative beauty. So the land itself is completely magical. You can, it just give you a little visual of it. Like you drive up after a very long drive through really rugged terrain to these gorgeous gates that have a heart and doves on them and a laurel wreath, which is the symbol of Italy and the family uh, and just absolute a promise really that Steve so my my uh, co-founder Agatha Lusso's husband Steve he's Sicilian his family was originally from Sicily and they um, went to go keep a promise that Steve made to his grandmother when he was a little boy he I think he was 10 years old and he said Nona I'm someday going to go find this land and buy it back for you because she missed it so much because they had to move for economic reasons. And so they went and they found it and they found a tiny little parcel 
uh, quarter acre, the rubble of that original home. And they kind of, you can imagine, like looked at each other, looked at the community and said, we need to rebuild this and made a commitment to the people that that's what they would do. So they bought, um, offered to buy any land that was adjacent and provide work for generations and create a thriving economy there and protect the wild species of plants and animals and and bring back the vibrancy that was once there. So that was uh, a long time ago. The, the estate is now up to 800 acres and it is, yeah, <laughs> it is a thriving community of plants and animals and people um, and really just the ultimate picture of what a regenerative approach to business and beauty can bring to life. Yeah, your brand really encapsulates, I mean, your brand story is fascinating, right? So you have the clean beauty element or the wild forage and the potent ingredients that are in some of these products, which yeah. we're going to talk about. But you also have the beauty of that story. And as the granddaughter of Italian immigrants who have always talked about going back to where oh, our family was from. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> wild. And, uh, you know, I say this all the time. It's really hard to appreciate how far you've come unless you have someone in your memory, a relative who's come that far over. And it's so, yeah. I laugh because all he wanted to do and all my grand grand and great grandparents wanted to do was come here. And all I want to do is go back. So I just, <laughs> I, I do. I gaze at Agatha's and, and when you're visiting the farm, your Instagram accounts, and I just sort of live through you as we see these Aww. gorgeous wild fields in Sicily. Let's talk about your specific story, Kim, too, because okay. um, you have a lot of experience. I think we hear, you know, about a beauty brand these days and some people wonder, okay, how much can experience can the person who founded this really have with the actual mm -hmm. science behind it? But you have a quite a rich history in both the science and the skincare elements to this. So tell us about your background and what ethno-botanical and ethno-medical <laughs> mean. <laughs> okay, I'd be happy to. Uh, I You can say my first job in skincare was with my father who founded a brand called Epicurean in the clean beauty space before clean beauty was clean beauty. You know that one? Oh, yeah. I do. So he recruited me quite early to be the sticker girl. I used to put the labels on the eye creams and the lip balms because he'd say, you know, Kimberly, you're the only one who can put them exactly in the middle, which was really just a con to get me to keep going for oh, hours yes. beyond. All parents yeah. have done it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I graduated from that responsibility over the years to uh, creating formulas of my own and went to school, of course, UC Santa Barbara studied anthropology, which is where the ethno-medical, ethno-botanical tie-in, okay. but then spent two decades after that studying biochemistry, nutrition, skincare. You, you already mentioned that piece, but it all kind of came together over the years to, to help me understand how what we now call biohacking, bodily changes, and wellness efforts can come together to really shift people's entire experience with health and how they think about it, how they approach it and the outcomes that are possible from it. And that really all led me to, you know, founding brands over the years for sure, but meeting Agatha. And when we met, it was kind of like sparks flew. We had this grand vision of what was possible and we're very much aligned from a values perspective on what could come to life. So decades of formulating products and looking at the plants themselves and natural health. And, you know, there's, there's this kind of, there's this idea out there. And I think this is what I find really the most interesting in all of this. There's been an idea forever that you kind of, you have this fixed genetic history and then you have lifestyle and what we call extrinsic and intrinsic factors that can affect our health and our skin, any part of our health. And 
this idea of the fixed genetic piece is really a misconception. We can affect our genes. We can actually shift our outcomes at the genetic level through biohacking and through the ingredients we're choosing and how we choose to do it. So all of this kind of comes together in what we're now able to bring forward with Fortuna Skin. Yeah. Talk about the skin's role in overall health too, because for so long, this was an an industry that was treated as a frivolous woman's thing. Oh, you women and, you know, the cold creams and the ponds. But now we're starting to realize the, like you just mentioned, the intrinsic connection that this major, the the biggest organ in our body has to the rest of our, of our body's health. So talk about how people, why people should be paying close attention to their skincare and the role that that plays in, in overall health. I think of skincare as healthcare, really, fundamentally. It's deeply connected to our immunity and how our body is able to respond. It's a dynamic organ that is shifting in response to what's going on internally and externally, moment to moment. It has its own circadian rhythm. It changes literally physiologically from day to night. During the day, it will thicken and try to pre and protect mode so that it's fending off these, you know, blue light and Mm -hmm. pollution and air pollution, all these different factors that are damaging UV. And then at night, it thins out, it becomes more permeable, you can get products in more deeply at night, it's all about building and repairing at night. So it's, it's a very, um, it's vibrant, it kind of has a life of its own. And it's feeding information to the rest of the body, both the brain, I mean, through touch, the, the, the ability that touch has to affect our communication, even like how we're speaking with each other, the uh, little micro expressions that we make um, as how we understand what another person is saying and how we can experience nonverbal communication. It's just, it's, and that's where you get into things like mental health and the importance of relationships and skin's role in mental health and communication, right? Like it's really expansive. You could, I I could keep going. We could do an hour just on that. It's wild. (laughs) You're saying this and I'm thinking about, and we talked offline, I worked in news forever and being the beauty freak that I am, I, I have done Botox and fillers on and off for years, but I would tell them, and now I'm kind of leaning away away from that because I would say, give me newscaster Botox. Like I need to emote. I need my face to do my job (laughs) for me. But modern science has allowed us to have this gorgeous, smoothed porcelain, non-moving skin. But the price we pay for that is like a lack of these like small communicative signals that we've relied on for so long. I'm so torn. I mean, there's like a big, you know, uh, sort of existential thing I have with beauty too. I worry, even though I lean into all these treatments, what am I doing long-term? So what are your thoughts on the way that science has, has really greatly helped skincare and helped us to look and feel better, but like when is too much and it, when does it go too far? Yeah. I, I think these are very personal decisions, very, very extremely personal decisions. Um, with Fortuna Skin and really, I think my approach for as long as I can remember has been marrying modern science with ancient wisdom. I am a big believer in technology. I'm a big believer in professional treatments. I've been working with doctors to integrate what I know into their practices for literally decades. These things matter. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to Botox specifically and those types of invasive treatments, I like to... I like to move away from the idea of anti-aging and into sort of a newer, more trendy term called um, (laughs) pro-aging. And that is about embracing beauty. It's about removing some of the shame that especially women have had over the years because they've been shown only 20 year olds, only porcelain skin, 
only all the, you know, this very rigid definition of beauty. And I think a lot of uh, women in particular feel like there's a lot to live up to there. And in that, I think we've lost the the privilege and the beauty of aging, you know, the, the value and the wisdom and the appreciation of, you know, I look at somebody's lines on their eyes and I can tell like if they're feeling sad or if they're feeling happy. And it, it that's important to me. I think that, that there's beauty there and, and women should be able to embrace that. And if a little Botox here helps them do that, great. If, you know, if, if it's surgery that brings that forward for them, that's their choice. But when it comes to our approach to skincare and to health, it, it comes down to longevity. How can we be vibrant and thriving and fulfilled and happy for as absolutely long as possible. <laughs> so so what does has sh- science shown to support that? Is there is there any literature behind the fact that the more we I don't want to say leave skin alone, but the more we let it do what it's naturally wants to do, whether that's, you know, provide like like you said our skin thins at night to let ingredients in and it thickens during the sure. like is there science or literature behind showing that the less you do the better your skin ages or the more you do like what's the fine line there that's i love that question um I, the the way that i have seen it most is not scientific it's actually anecdotal and if you look at i've spent a bizarre amount of time looking at pictures from women and from the 40s, 50s, even 60s, where they just completely covered their face in petroleum-based, really heavy duty, and how that skin has aged versus outside of sun damage. So put sun damage aside. With right. If the sun's damaged the skin, that's kind of a different beast. But you can see how people have aged when they come from that era versus a little bit later now, we're seeing people age differently. So that's an anecdotal piece. The Wait, I have to hop in there. So what do you see? What do those faces show? The ones who let it go, smothered a little Vaseline on at night versus what we're doing now, which is exfoliating every one to two days and retinoling and aciding. Like, what do you see visually? Yeah, you see more reactive skin. You see sensitized skin that flares up, that gets red more easily. We're seeing more eczema, more allergies. Um, the, the, the jury's still out on what's going to happen with heavy, heavy Botox use, but the, the, with heavy duty surgery, the face, we still have gravity. We still have loss of elasticity and with heavy, heavy surgery, you see the face sort of fall and settle as it ages differently. There are things that happen physiologically, right? The nose will widen, the jaw will widen. And when you have your your face done at a certain point in your life, you're surgically adopting a certain look that you want when your face is that shape, but your face is going to continue to move in the surgery. The surgical look might not. So it's possible without maintenance that a distortion can happen that we can just sort of pick up when you see it. That's wild. And you know, you can always tell. And listen, I, I should put this huge asterisk in here. Guys, I've talked on this podcast at length about the Botox and fillers and things and the things that I've experimented with. So this is not a shaming thing, but you can't, you, we can always pick up when someone's had even a little Botox. My girlfriends would be like, Oh, you went back to the top. Like we are, where our brains are so much more intelligent and they're so much more capable of picking up on those minute changes than we think. It's really wild how you can tell when someone has messed with something, even if it's quote unquote for the better. 
Yeah. Well, and so the flip side of that is where you have things like olive oil. Olive oil is the main ingredient for tuna skin. Not all olive oils are created equal. And there's been an incredible amount of research lately, like within the past 10 years, about the effect that olive oil can have. So there are all kinds of things that we would recommend people do that everybody's going to talk about, right? Get good for good skin, get good sleep, eat well, you know, take care of your skin, have a routine that you do regularly, all those things. But what's I think more interesting now based on your science question and kind of what's happening in the industry is research that's coming out of places like Yale and Harvard that's showing that consuming olive oil can completely shift the length of something that's called telomeres. Um, telomeres are a genetic bio, you, you know what they are. So for people who don't, cause it's a little bit, a little bit of a new word or a scientific word, um, they are little covers that go on the end of the genetic strands that once they're used up, the DNA can't replicate, the genes don't replicate properly anymore. They start to break down and they're biomarkers of age, meaning that the telomeres, when they're longer, there's, they're connected to more longevity, they're connected to greater vitality and better health overall. So you've got an ingredient like olive oil that can shift that genetic pattern that's happening within the body to create a different outcome. And within the skin, you have genes are controlling elasticity, they're controlling hydration, they're controlling the skin's ability to protect and defend itself against free radical damage to rebuild its collagen. So uh, the easiest example of this is hydration. When you have uh, dry skin and you put tons of lotions on and you're drinking tons of water and you're like, why is my skin still dry? I think most people who've had dry skin have experienced this. It's because the cells themselves selves, the cells themselves <laughs> are not necessarily able to take in that hydration and hold on to it. And so things, so olive oil is something that can help address at the cellular level, especially when consumed, but both topically and consumed um, to, to shift genes. And what that looks like, getting back to examples, is very often I'll hear people say for other products and especially more invasive types of topical products that you can only use it for a certain amount of time. It'll start to damage your skin. You can only use it at this, at thus and such a specific time or window or season. There are all these limits and it's because they can create damage. And what we hear with Fertina Skin is people who come to us amazed, like the longer I use this product, the better my skin looks. I don't get it. What's going on? And the answer is it's, it's the olive oil and it's what's happened, happening genetically in that context. It's wild. The, um, yeah. the blue balm here, I'm going to take it out. That's actually, my favorite product. Oh my God. It's insane. <laughs> so I got a sample at Blue Mercury because I'm like, you know, I'm like, buddies with the manager of Blue Mercury. That's like what kind of upset level of obsession. Is. But anyway, I got a sample of it and I was like, there's no way that this is going to make an appreciable difference. I've tried everything. Okay. So here's what it looks like, guys, if you're watching, it's this gorgeous, like, I don't know, like light blue kind of teal color. Um, this has really saved my skin on the nights that I've noticed any reactivity or redness. Um, I, I was going to wait to get into the products, but like, let's do it now. And then we'll go back to some of the bigger questions because it's a perfect opportunity. So what is this doing on the skin that is so healing? And tell us what's in there too. 
So it says spirulina, it has a whole collection of wild foraged herbs from the farm and the base is, is olive oil. So one of the things that's different about these products from other products is the bases. So many times you'll see sort of inert oils like a safflower or a meadow foam seed, or in some cases a petroleum or what have you. Um, these are meant to hold active ingredients. So our products, our bases do hold active ingredients, but the bases are actives themselves. So what this means specifically, the olive oil, for example, is it, it are, so there's a difference between olive oil and extra virgin organic olive oil and Fortuna skin extra virgin organic olive oil. Ooh, so tell me more. What, yeah. So the, we've tested our olive oil against other oils that have the same, you know, they're organic, they're high quality, all of these things. Ours has 66% higher levels of polyphenols. So, which are very good for skin. They help with um, moisture, hydration, elasticity, all kinds of things. They help with the telomere health. 8% um, more sterols, also good for skin, and 3.4 times lower levels of uh, free acids. And in that case, that's a good thing. You want lower levels of free acids because they're reactive and eat up the antioxidant potential of the, of the ingredients. So these ingredients are, are produced with something we call sound bath extraction. Um, which happens at low heat and low temperature and protects the potency of the plants that are coming from this farm, which we already described, but those plants that are living there are extremophytes. They've, they've survived incredible circumstances of you know, high winds and volcanic explosions and low and high temperatures. And so they've developed and evolved to have advantages that allow them to survive. And we essentially capture those extremophyte potent ingredients and protect them all the way through. And the replenishing balm is one that I love that you keep it on your nightstand. I don't like know. An old, like a, like a Katie Rodona. I keep all my stuff right there. And I reach over while I'm watching Netflix and I like, I can tell by fit by feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, which one switch? Yeah. And I'm like, watching my, <laughs> I'm watching Firefly Lane and I'm like, you know, doing my oil. My husband is like, what is wrong with you? But I like to have it on, you know why? Cause I'm a side sleeper and um, you know, moisture is sucked out of my skin. Yeah. constantly. So if I yeah, leave it yeah. there, I can just right before bed. Well, it's perfect because that's what we recommend that balm as a nightly mask for anyone and everyone. So okay. Okay, what you're good. doing just intuitively is exactly right, which makes sense for a skincare junkie. What can I say? I'm a geriatric stuck in a 41-year-old's body. Um, okay, so just tell me really quickly before we move on to the other products, because guys, I'm, I'm sh if you're listening to the podcast, you should check out the Facebook page and see these too. But um, so this is best used. This balm kind of as a last step. Is, mm -hmm. is the olive oil both penetrating and holding in? Because it I is. always wondered. Okay, so yeah. it's not trapping. If you're using, say, a if you're a fan of like a more potent ingredient, like a retinol or like an acid, is this something you could layer on top of that? Absolutely. Or? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Big time. Yes. Huge. Yes. And it will both protect and keep those ingredients in as well as activate what's what your skin is. It's natural healing mechanisms. Good to know. Okay. Let's move yeah. on to the, um, Due Almeri, the biphase mm -hmm. moisturizing oil. So I actually didn't know this until I was reading, I don't know, Allure or something, but there's olive water extract as well as yeah. olive oil. So that's the, that's the biphase thing we're talking about. Yeah. Here. So this is, gets back to that base conversation because all vitamins are pretty much water soluble or oil soluble. So you need mm -hmm. to have 
throughout your skincare routine, not necessarily in one product, but throughout your routine, you need to have both water and oil to, so you can get all those nutrients that are connected. And so that biphase that you were just holding up is a great example because you can see it, shake it before you use it. Mm -hmm. And it has not only the wild forage herbs from the farm that are going to protect against free radical damage and support the skin and its production of collagen, all those things, um, but the water adds the hydration. So very typical misconception is that an oil will hydrate the skin and it won't, it can't because to hydrate, you have to have water. So this, this is using olive leaf water, not just water as the base, which has 300% more antioxidants in it than any other commercially sourced olive leaf water we've been able to find. Wow. So how do we best use this guy? So the, the, the full routine is kind of cleanse, treat, or prepare, prepare your skin with micellar and our soon to be coming out cleansing balm, which I'm very Ooh, excited I'm gonna about. Grab, I'm going to grab the micellar, so keep talking. Okay. Okay. Um, and then follow with the face and eye serum. If you're using the whole system, mm -hmm. after the face and eye would be eye cream and then either day or night, then biphase, then replenishing balm. If you're, okay. if you're going all out and using the whole thing. So, so this is before the blue stuff. It is before the blue stuff. And the reason for that, and this can help people no matter what skincare they're using, you should always go from aqueous to anhydrous. So water-based to oil-based. The more okay. oil it has in, the later it goes in the routine. Okay. Good to know. Uh, this was new to me. You guys had sent this over to try. I've been buying this on my own, but I gladly took um, this because I hadn't bought the night cream yet. And I was using this last night and I had some irritation because I shaved my face. I'm Italian, like I said. <laughs> So I did my dermaplaning. I got my stash off. I got my little peach fuzz and I used this for the first time. Um, I think it was under the balm and I woke up and all my redness was gone. So tell us Yay! about it. It was amazing, <laughs> right? I usually, cause I like to leave, this is like TMI, but here we are. Um, I like to sometimes leave my, my little peach fuzz on my skin. Cause I feel like it protects it a little bit, but yeah. the mustache was out of control this week. So we had to do it. Um, but this was really, really great. This is the nightly renewal cream. Tell us all about this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like a, a huge fan of this. Yeah, thank you. I love that one too. I especially love the color. You can't really see it so much to the screen, but it's this like really beautiful pale pink. Um, and the texture itself, like it goes on like silk. Um, this is a fairly Amazing. new product. I'm still super obsessed with it. So uh, ceramides that are naturally occurring in skin, but then when you add more, that's good because as we age genetically, uh, we start to produce less and less, you know, lower levels of ceramides. And uh, again, very high levels of antioxidants in the olive oil and barrier protection. There is, there both the, the day and night cream actually work together for to help realign the circadian rhythm of the skin so that mm -hmm. it's able to do its protection during the day and repairing during night better. So at night, there are certain types of algaes that are like during the day, light activated, and then at night that are really about rebuilding collagen. So the, the night cream is very much about barrier protection, rebuilding collagen, and replenishing the things that our body makes and should have, but maybe is making in reduced levels, especially as we start to age a little bit. Talk about some of the more potent ingredients there too. I think the phrase you guys use is wildly potent. Um, yeah. We talked a lot about the olive oil and kind of mentioned in passing some of the other um, ingredients that have come from plants that have survived really tough conditions. But what are some ingredients in this line that one might not find in other products just simply because of where these ingredients were grown? Yeah. Um, my favorite example is actually, it's called Nigella Damascena. 
So Nigella sativa is mustard seed. People mm. tend to know it well. You can eat it. You can put it on your skin. It's used medicinally in all kinds of different uh, medical systems like Ayurveda and the Western systems as well. Um, and Nigella sativa and Nigella damascena are cousins. They're very, very closely related that most people wouldn't be able to identify the differences. But Nigella sativa, for whatever reason, is very easy to grow and cultivate. So worldwide, as people have cultivated this medicinal herb, they've planted Nigella sativa. But Nigella damascena is actually far more potent and powerful, and that grows wild on the farm. So we're able to wild forage that and include it as an ingredient in a couple of our products, um, like the eye cream. And that, again, it just provides those building blocks and the antioxidant protection and the uh, genetic support that's needed for the skin to do what it already knows how to do and just, you know, help it look better, essentially yeah. be healthier, more vital. Because our skin naturally wants to repair at night and, yes. and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm getting out the eye cream now. I have not cracked into this yet because I'm getting through, trying to be responsible and getting through some other stuff that I have. But do you want to talk about that? It's... um. As soon as I get it out of the box, I'll hold it. Up guys. <laughs> but I always did wonder, you know, I am, I do a lot of reading and some people are huge fans of an eye cream and some say not necessary. So yeah. where do you land on this and what's special about this guy? So I, I do like the idea. I actually want to pair this conversation with our face and eye serum. So one of the, when we developed the face and eye serum, it, it is also meant to go around the eyes. So you can layer it with our eye cream just to okay. know. Um, many things special about this. I already talked about the Nigella damascena, but it also has milk thistle in it. And milk thistle is a retinol alternative. And many people don't want who do use retinol don't want to use retinol around the eyes. But Cucciol is a more popular one. Milk thistle is newer to the research. We tend to wait to talk about things until we have the research to support it. Mm -hmm. So that milk thistle in there is going to be a retinol alternative that can be used around the eyes. And it's not only... Um, within the ocular cavity that you want to use eye cream, we recommend a 360 approach where you go all the way around and even fan here. And actually, since we were talking about Botox earlier, if you think about where Botox happens, it's not happening in the eyes. It's happening here, mm -hmm. here, right? So when we apply eye cream, we do want you to go over the eyelid and into the ocular cavity, but also fanning up over the brow and giving yourself a little temple massage as you go. And that way you're addressing the muscles as well, because there are certain plants that have parallel behaviors, but without the downside. So there is a little, the, the ability to loosen that muscle, to relax it, to lift the eye area. There are ingredients in our eye cream, the retinol alternative that's going to help with cellular turnover, but also relaxants that are going to help with the lift. And then we have our spectrum of light technology in that, which is dealing with all the different forms of discoloration. So mm -hmm. things like dark circles are caused by different things than redness and irritation and puffiness. So when we developed that eye cream, we wanted to really give people a solution that would handle everything at once. So it's not just about dark circles. It's not just about lifting. It's about fully addressing that eye area because your eyes, the, the name of that product is um, Vision of Light, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea there is that the eyes are the window to the soul, right? You see and learn so much. So when people's eyes are bright and it's not puffy, they can they can 
shine and be more vibrant and bring more of that into their lives. And that's where we get back into the idea of pro-aging and longevity and having a life that's full and using skincare as a tool to achieve those goals. I love that. I've been trying to lean into my dark circles. Um, we had this uncle, Uncle Lester, who's like my great uncle. <laughs> okay, just as we gather around story time, but I have to mention this. Um, and so it's genetic. I mean, it's again, whatever. We're Italian with dark skin, but also dark circles on my dad's side of the family. And I ran away from that for so long. And the only product I ever used, you know, people are like, before I leave the house, I wear mascara. I'm like, my lashes are good. I need concealer because I looked like they're so dark. But I heard, read this interview recently and it really changed my perspective to go along with this whole pro-aging thing too, that I don't need to hide it all the time, that they add dimension to the face. And I was like, look at that. That's kind of true. And I notice now, like I have a little bit on today, but you can still see, but I'm trying to really lean into the idea that this is from my family. This is how I look. There are other ways, you know, I'm not going to give on, give up entirely on trying to make it look better, but maybe I don't need to just cover up every part of my face. So now I look at dark circles as adding dimension and that really did change the way I, I, I love look it. at them. So I love it. They're very, very dark. Okay. Let's round things off as far as the products are concerned. Mm -hmm. Talking about the micellar water, which I thought I had next to me, but I finished it. So I threw it away. Um, I have one over here. Yeah. Yeah. Show us what it is. So uh, this micellar water. Yes. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And everything I, I should mention too is housed in these really great, very sturdy glass bottles. Big fan of glass packaging over here. So um, can micellar water as a cleanser entirely replace someone's cleanser, even if they're wearing makeup during the day? This is an excellent makeup remover. It can. Um, what I what you can miss with it if you don't use it properly is the manual stimulation, is the actual manipulation of the skin to help move things around. Micellars are incredible cleansers in that from a chemical perspective, in that they have an interior that attracts they have an interior and exterior that do different things. One attracts water, one attracts oil. And so they actually have the ability, because oil is the best cleanser, technically speaking, mm -hmm. even though not everybody uses oil cleansers, it will grab those particles and you can then wipe or wash them off or at least lift them out of the skin, even if you're not wiping or washing them off. So it's extremely effective where when it's not familiar to people, if they expect foam, if they expect these other sort of textural features, they might just not understand what a good job of cleansing it's doing. Our, one of my favorite um, estheticians to work with is a guy named Ivan Pohl from the Beauty Sandwich. He calls it the gentle giant of cleansers. <laughs> I think that's a really that. great description for it. So I love the idea of adding a deep cleanse, especially at night or if you've had heavy makeup on for the massage aspect of it and for the deep, deep cleanse piece. But like wake up in the morning and use only the micellar cleanser or if you've had a really light day, only the micellar cleanser is great. It's perfect. If you want a double cleanse or a triple cleanse, then uh, you can add other cleansers in. And that's that's helpful, too, depending on your life and how much you've sweat or been in the car or what have you. Right, also, yeah. I guess other aspects that I do love about this product are, well, one, just visually that pink color. You can really see the phytochemicals from the plants coming through. We don't use any colorants. So the blue and the bomb where we started, the pink in this product, that's oh, wow. the plants. That's the, the vibrant life of plants coming through and coming to us through these products. So I think that's just neat and fun visually. It brings me joy. Um, and then it also has product or ingredients in it that support the microbiome. 
speaking of, you know, again, that pro-aging idea where we want to support the whole ecosystem of the body. So supporting the microbiome and then its space is the olive leaf water that we spoke about a little bit earlier with the biphase that's 300% more potent than any other olive leaf water. And that's driving antioxidant benefits. So helping your body fend off free radicals. I love that. Are you guys working on, where do you stand on SPF or like a daytime protective product? And are you guys working on anything at the moment that would, would supplement this gorgeous routine that we just already showed? Yeah, I, I think I feel very confident that we'll get there. We certainly want to do it. Um, but one of our we want to launch it. We do an incredible amount of research, years of research go into all of these products. We're very slow to launch because we have so much research behind everything. Um, and we do clinical studies and you know, all the things that are necessary for a clinically effective line to make the kinds of claims that we make. So um, I think sunscreen will be eventually. Uh, in the meantime, we'll use others, but something people don't know, we don't make an SPF claim for olive oil, but it has an SPF of about eight to 10 just on its own. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. There are other ingredients do too. There are certain ingredients that, um, they, that if you think about plants in the wild and mm-hmm. especially the level of potency of the plants from these farm and how they've survived and the sun that beats down in the, you know, it's in the Sicilian landscape, um, they have to protect themselves against sun too right? They actually have to, in order to thrive. And so there are all kinds of naturally, naturally occurring um, sun protectants within plants themselves so that they can do their own job for their own lives. I love that. We used to rub olive oil on the, I mean, everyone in our family did, but even when my babies were little, I would, when they were dry, it was like my first thing that I would do just to kind of, it was always very soothing. Lucky babies. Yeah. (laughs) Very slippery babies. (laughs) I was like, oh, We keep control here. Um, okay, so there's a couple other products, guys. You definitely have to check out their website if you want more details. Um, I just don't bring anyone on if I'm not in love with the product. So I'm glad we were able to go through all of that one by one, Kim. I do want to just hop back before we wrap up on this concept of pro-aging, which is something that um, I not only appreciate as, as a woman, but also as a mother raising two daughters, I have a son and two daughters, and it's really important to sort of control the conversation when we can. I know you have children as well. Talk about what good pro-aging means to you and how that shows up, not only in how you treat yourself, but how you talk about that concept in front of your kids. Okay. A lot of questions there. So my, my boys are now 17 and 20. And so they've had a lifetime of skincare and I will say I am so proud of them for using skincare and they do it as part of their healthcare routine. And they've gone through the different things, the acne and all kinds of irritation. And they recognize and understand that proper skincare is part of taking care of your health. Fundamentally, it's, it's just as important as any of the other thing we do from eating good food, getting good sleep and all of these things. So I, I've been very, very active in talking with them about how skincare can and should be a part of your, of your everyday routine. And it's very important. Then the piece about uh, pro-aging, this is a concept that's really built on the shoulders of regenerative beauty and regenerative agriculture. Most people have heard of regenerative agriculture at this point, and it's, it's a way of Um, it's really about farming in harmony with nature. So with regenerative agriculture, you're not just doing with, this is how all of our ingredients are grown. It all starts at that source, right? Um, There's, it's not just sourcing, for example, organic seeds and then being like, okay, this is an organic product. It's Mm -hmm. not just 
um, clean or part of what we want as a brand is to move past the sort of greenwash standards of clean and sustainability and really bring to life the conversation of regenerative beauty and what's possible when you do business that way and how much more potent and how much more powerful the products can be, but also how we can make a difference in people's lives. So when it comes down to and animals' lives and the land's life, you know, transforming lives and lands through this way of doing business. So when it comes to regenerative agriculture at the farm, it, it's things like wild foraging, zero waste systems, soil preservation, effortless ir irrigation, crop diversification. There are all these different aspects that, to give you a good example, replenish the soil in such a way that it's able to retain more moisture. It's able to take carbon out of the air. It's able to actually reverse climate change. So regenerative agriculture is what almost all scientists agree at this point is the most important thing we can do to reverse climate change. So it starts with this looking at an entire ecosystem and that's what regenerative beauty all is all about. It's, it's that taking that same approach and attitude and building pieces along the way that fill that. So we have this whole ecosystem to address. And when you, when you deal with the skin by looking at the internal system to address the external system, you get better results that last longer. You can shift how people think about skin and skincare instead of sort of this fear-based frenzied, like I have a problem and, and this, this product is going to fix it and I need to buy everything under the mm -hmm. sun. It's about saving our most precious resource time and having a more simple approach to things and really seeing the body and understanding it as an ecosystem. And when we can do that, it can filter out into every other area of the life of our lives and, and lead us to, again, that, that longevity and that healthier way of living. So it's, it's, you know, helping people hopefully understand that aging is beautiful. Yeah. Well, Yes, let's hope so because I, the, alter, the alternative, you know, like that's why I never shy about my age. I'm never going to be one of those ladies like I'm not thirty or forty something. No, we're gonna we're gonna lean into it. We're gonna be as honest as we can. At least that's my approach. Um, yeah. Let's talk about before we go um, for specific skin types and conditions. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I address any questions that people who are listening might have. So, are your products okay and encouraged for people who are dealing with active breakouts or acne? Absolutely, yes. And so that makes me want to, to go back to the replenishing balm again, because that product is so healing and had so much potential. We got a little bit curious about what would happen on the driest, most damaged, most at risk skin. So we found 30 people um, through a, a clinical testing house partner, a consumer study partner. Uh, who were on Accutane, which is a drug that people take when they have very, very severe. Well, it's the it's, it's actually not called that anymore, but it's how most people know it, mm -hmm. um, to get rid of acne internally. And it leaves the skin in most cases dry, cracked, like bleeding, really scary um, and uncomfortable, painful and sort of disfigured. So we found 30 people who were in that condition and gave them all our replenishing balm and watched them for a couple of weeks and found the best results from any study I've ever seen. People came back 100%, like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, 100% felt better, 100% had their skin improve, 100% would choose this over any other product they'd ever used or tried, like crazy positive healing results. How were they using it in their routine? Can you tell us that? 
keeping it on as much as possible. All yeah. The time. Okay. So it was day and night. They were just gently yeah. cleansing and then putting that yeah. on in lieu of any other products. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So it can yeah. get in there and it has active ingredients that can help with the actual like inflamed. Yes. Muscle too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Olive oil is deeply, it's, it's very meaningfully anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's a miracle ingredient. And I got to, so excited about that. I forgot the actual question. Oh, acne, oily yeah. skin. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then by phase, um, one of my favorite editors actually called it the anti-oilers oil. Mm -hmm. uh, so it goes on very light. It actually will help instead of what a lot of people will do with oily skin or acne skin is strip it. Um, and they damage their skin barrier and they um, ultimately cause the skin to kind of freak out and want to produce more oil. Cause it's like, what are you doing to me? Mm -hmm. I <laughs> did that. So yeah. <laughs> so by providing healthy oil that's helping it heal, it can really modulate the skin's behavior so that it's it's able to focus on rebalancing and regenerating. Um, the entire this this collection of products that we have, we call it our quarry collection, which in Sicilian translates to heart. So it's it's a heart, it's a foundation system, and you can mix other things in. You can mix retinols in, you can mix um, AHAs and BHAs, or you know, really sort of professional uh, or even medical things you can't even get over the counter can be mm -hmm. fully mixed in with this line. And it's appropriate for every single skin type because it's it's the same as eating an incredibly healthy, fresh diet every day. You want that baseline foundation, no matter what skin type you have. And then you can address specific conditions with other products or habits from there. Yeah, absolutely. What is this best starter product would you suggest for anyone who's curious about getting into the line? The biphase oil. Yeah. It's the one that I think has gotten the most attention. I, we, we've, we've been on market just over two years and have at this point won nine title awards. One of them being the Global Vision Award from Travel and Leisure have had absolutely incredible celebrity, organic, you know, celebrities, editors, skincare professionals, um, and then the average rating of all the products collectively is 4.91, which is way higher than industry average. And what most people tend to start with, over 30% of our customers start with the biphase and then they get addicted. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me, truly. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's look forward before we wrap up. Tell us what do you think we will be seeing in the beauty industry at large? Because like I said in the beginning, we're going to continue to talk to some real pioneers and leaders in the skincare world, people who are bringing amazing products to market. So as someone who has experience not only with this line, but in other lines as well, what are some trends that you foresee looking into the next year or so? Yeah. Um, well, I've I've watched a lot of them in my 40 plus years in this industry. <laughs> And I, I think it's very clear to me that the future is regenerative beauty. That's it. That's where we have the opportunity to go. It's where we have the best outcomes and products and in customer satisfaction. It's far greater and more comprehensive than clean or natural or organic or sustainable. It brings all of that together in an umbrella that allows us to hopefully change the world a little bit. I love that. I love that element to it. And and guys, I cannot encourage you enough to go and follow both Kim and Agatha and watch the sort of behind the scenes. I feel like whatever you guys are doing with social media, whoever's doing it, it's great. It really gives us an idea of the ethos of the brand and not just this hyper focus on the sell of the product too. So are you going back to Sicily anytime soon? 
Hopefully. I don't have a trip planned right this. I think Agatha might be going next week, actually. Uh, but it's a little easier to get there from Paris than it is from LA. <laughs> so glam. I love it so much. Well, Kim, yeah. thank you for spending time with me today and talking all about skincare and health and beauty. You're most welcome. Thank you. I, I'm a huge fan of your show and your approach, and I really appreciate your attention to our brand. It's people like you who allow us to share these ideas. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow along on Instagram at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog. Hey.